Hello, and you are back in the Velvet Room with Joker the Fool. This is our 50th episode, and today we'll be discussing New York City disliking their mayor for his incompetence, not his skin tone, and the role of lawfare in the culture war. So we're going to get right into this. There's this video from Amology 101 that piqued my interest. They'll be in the description below if you want to check it out. But basically, it's Eric Adams um, going on and saying, have you ever seen so much chocolate uh, in this, uh, I guess, cabinet administration, whatever the term is, you know, talking about about how all of his deputy mayors are black, how the police commissioner is Hispanic and speaks Spanish, and all these sorts of things. And that's why people criticize him, and that's why uh, people come up against him. And I'm here to say that it's not that at all. It's because New York City is a complete fucking shithole, and he's only making it worse. And I don't even pin all the blame on Eric Adams. He inherited... Um, all the problems that de Blasio was uh, basically making for New York City and just exacerbated them. So I, I don't see, see Eric Adams as this guy who is the um, cause or arbiter of New York's situation. It's more or less just him um, going along with the agenda that all these big democratic cities want to impose onto their populations, and he's walking lockstep and key with that. And the whole whole thing I, I find so funny about this, you know, talking about the police commissioners, you know, being Hispanic, speaking Spanish, whatever, whatever it is, and you have this very recent case of the migrants attacking NYPD, gets out of the courthouse, flipping off the camera. There's no respect for the leadership from anybody basically uh maybe a couple of people in williamsburg uh (laughs) uh, maybe but basically anybody uh in new york city doesn't have any respect at all for uh eric adams or what he's doing because it's a city that's covered in trash the cost of living is astronomically high and you've got not only a homelessness crisis of people who are citizens of new york city you've got all these migrants being imported in and they just can't deal with it so it's just all these problems compounding uh, on to um, New York City, making it worse. And Eric Adams isn't doing anything but just uh, sitting on his hands and saying, well, look at me. Uh, I have the correct skin tone um, to be high enough on the progressive stack. And so are all the uh, goonies that I picked to be uh, my yes men. And that means we're doing a good job, one. And two, it means anyone who says that we aren't doing a good job is just, you know, an evil racist who who doesn't want us to be in charge of New York City because, you know, black people shouldn't be in positions of power. And I'm not here to say that. I Like, like I said, I am here to say that Eric Adams and his administration are incompetent at the jobs. They are not doing it correctly. And also they're trying to solve problems that the state can't hope to fix and they they obviously can't see that so they're just going to go doing what they're going to do uh make new york city even more of a shithole than it already is and like i said this is him inheriting problems from de blasio him going lockstep and key with what uh you know the dnc the you know federal government the dare i say deep state uh wants him to do so i hardly view him as the cause of the problem more like a symptom of it and one who just purely enables it so i i'm not here you know saying that eric adams is the reason why new york city is the way that it is it's more like new york city got like this a long time ago and eric adams was not in there to fix it he's just in there to keep um doing what um he would be told to do
right? So that that's really it. And that's why people don't like him. And that's why people don't like his administration, because people want um, their lives to improve, their lives to get better. People want to live in a place that isn't invested with trash, where the subways flood every time it rains a little bit too much. People want to live uh, in a place that functions and actually works, and that's not New York City right now, and that's why people don't like Eric Adams. But I want to move into that. I want to take a little bit of a harder segue into the next topic, and we're going to talk about lawfare in the culture war. So this happened pretty recently, where Gina Carano, with the help of Elon Musk, who's going to be funding this, is suing Disney. It's uh, basically for wrongful termination, because she was on The Mandalorian, I believe season one, as the character Cara Dune, if I got that name correctly. And I think that was around the time like I got up to you know her episode in The Mandalorian, or episodes, whatever, and I stopped watching it. So I got halfway through season one of Mandalorian, and I, I stopped watching it. And this whole you know thing with Gina Carano came came down, and I <laughs> kind of turned me off from it. And then you know seasons two, season three of the Mandalorian, the Book of Boba Fett come out, and people were saying, eh, it's not really that good, and you know all Disney Star Wars. But that's a little bit of a tangent. But the the whole thing is that Disney. Gina Carano is suing Disney as a wrongful termination suit for having been let go from that role, her role in The Mandalorian. And, of course, you know, people have a lot of feelings about this. There are people who say this is a uh, baseless, you know, lawsuit. The judge is going to throw it out. It's ridiculous. She's just a whiny baby. She's got every right to be, Disney has every right to fire her, and yada, yada. And I'm not here to say, I don't know what's going to happen. It could be thrown out. It could be accepted. She could get paid massive damages. She could have to pay Disney damages. I don't know. Or or Elon Musk would have to in his legal team. You, you know what I mean. I don't think... That this is necessarily about what's going to happen in court. It's more or less that they're doing it and that the state or or using the state is a method of influencing the culture, right? So when you do these legal things, right, where whether you're using the state to sue Disney or you have like what DeSantis did with the Reedy Creek District against Disney, basically getting rid of it. So the state... While politics is downstream from culture, the state can be a cultural actor or or it can be involved in the culture war or just the culture in general when stuff like this happens. We, you know, we saw this in the Ripperverse with Lawfare where there were bad actors and I'm not going to say it was definitively vetoed because there's only consequential evidence with the obtuse gnome email account. But anyway, there are people who did not like Eric July or the Ripperverse, wanted that to be gone, so they basically uh, trolled uh, Good Shepherd's Ministry into suing, or yeah, basically filing and going through with the lawsuit process. I got resolved out of court, thankfully, where, you know, it was all amicable, and both, neither side admitted wrongdoing, but still, these were people saying, I do not like what um, is happening in the comic book, you know, culture right now with with the Ripperverse, so I'm going to use the state to try and make it go away. So the you're going to see, and we'll continue to see, the state being used as a cudgel um, in the culture war, whether there are, you know, both sides. And this is something where I support Gina Carano doing this because it's going to shift the Overton window more towards our side, especially if she were to win. But regardless, this happening says, hey... 
uh, there was legitimate wrongdoing being done, and here's, you know, making the case for that to be why. Whether or not the state sees that or it gets thrown out, that's that remains to be seen. But the fact that it's happening does legitimate, legitimize the fact that Gina Carano was wrongly fired. And there would be even more of a cultural win if she got paid out damages by Disney uh, for being wrongfully terminated. That would be... Uh, a good thing, you know, culturally for our side, the freedom-minded side. Am I saying that's going to happen? No, I, I, I don't think so. Maybe they said a lot of court. I, I do not, I do not know exactly what's going to happen with this. But all I'm saying is that uh, the, we are up against people, you know, leftists, um, the deep state, uh, the WEF types who have no qualms with using the state, uh, you know, lawfare passing laws using the state in any way they can to destroy their enemies and we have to um acknowledge that reality within it live in it and then be able to use the state to defend ourselves and to gain cultural ground i think this is definitely a good thing and i want to exaggerate that gina carano Doing this with Elon Musk is something that's going to be a positive effect for the culture. And of course, you know, if, you know, it gets thrown out and the judge says this is ridiculous and all these sorts of things, it can definitely be a bit of a blow, but it's not going to be putting us back or, or putting freedom-minded people back um, towards, a, towards you know, it's not going to set us back. I, I would say even if it does not, even if it doesn't go, um, you know, the way Gina would want it to go, even if she doesn't win the suit, right? Which, you know, I think there's a decent possibility that it could happen. I, I don't know if, like I said, <laughs> I feel like I'm saying the same thing over and over again. I don't know if she's going to win or not. It's just there is definitely a possibility that she does. And like I said, if she does, it'd be a massive cultural win. And you'll see more stuff like that if, if she does win. More people will come forward. People will feel emboldened, confident to um, file their grievances against the legacy uh Corporate, the legacy institutions. And uh, there are definitely are quite a lot of people who have been canceled and wrongfully terminated and done wrong against, at least, you know, by the way, wrongdoing is defined by the state <laughs> in its current iteration that would be able to come forward and have their cases heard in a court of law. And like, like I said, that would just legitimate, legitimize their positions. And, you know, I'm not one to say that the state should be in the position to legitimize anything. I'm an anarcho-capitalist. I want to peacefully, <laughs> emphasis on peacefully for any feds listening, abolish the state. So I'm not one that likes the fact that when something like a lawsuit happens or a law gets passed, that means people view it as more legitimately, but that's the reality I live in. And as, you know, saying that I acknowledge that this reality that I live in, that people view the state as this legitimate actor. So if you do something through the state, like this lawsuit, and it goes through on Gina's side, that's going to be a big win for the culture. It's going to legitimize her standing far more. And the people who disagree with her, the people who do not like her, think she's ridiculous, think this whole case um, would have gone, you know, not her way, and it does go her way, they're going to have to make that acknowledgement. They're going to have to concede that ground because the state is basically forcing them to. Will that happen? Like I said, I don't know. The nuts and bolts of this, the brass tacks of this case, it could be completely ridiculous, there could be no standing, but the fact that it's happening, I would say, is definitely a cultural win, and I do think that um, 
regardless of how it goes, more stuff like this is going to happen because it just puts the idea in the minds of the people who are more freedom-minded that this is something that can be done and something that should be done. I think with that, I'm going to leave it there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Uh, Be sure to uh, engage with it, like, comment, and subscribe. I'll definitely say that in the outro as well, which we're heading into now. Thank you for being in the Velvet Room with Joker the Fool. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe, whether you're listening on YouTube, Rumble, Odyssey, or Substack. And be sure to subscribe to my Substack, velvetroompublishing.substack.com, to keep up with Machine to Man and all my other projects.